Darby Cast Economics Wednesday. These are always good. If you're newer to the Darby Cast, you're in for it. You're in for a good time. Kyle, good to see you, per usual. Darby Cast doctors, over the past two weeks, you know that we have been taking deep dives into German folklore of the 1800s. And many of you are probably anticipating some more of that. But I'll tell you right off the bat, going to put a pause on that. We're not going to do away with it because that would be a mistake because everybody's loving that. Kyle, I'm looking at you. I know you like that. If I had a mirror, I'd look at myself and I would kind of tip my hat and be like, you like it too. You know it. Everybody likes these stories, but there's so much going on in the world right now that it might be more pressing for me to discuss some things that are a little bit more top of mind for some people. like. Hey, what's going on with all this sustained violence going on in major urban centers around the country? How's that going to affect the economics of the country? I think you already know the answer to that. Stupid question. A lot of people are asking, hey, what about Kanye? And I'm saying, I sure hope you saw that because we're calling it a political rally. What a show that was. The dude was on fire. He was lit up. And although he was not as measured, as most politicians have been in political speeches in my recent memory, he actually said a couple things that I was like, huh, it's a big call out. Not necessarily wrong, though. Sure, he went all over the place and said some things that I didn't necessarily agree with, but peppered throughout, he dropped a couple of things that I think most people would be like, not a bad call, fella. Yeah. Anywho, this isn't about Kanye. This isn't about sustained violence, political violence in our country. It could be, but I feel like everybody's talking about those things. So you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about amazing teachers because everybody's wondering, hey, should we send the kids back to school? And I'm going to be honest with you, even if this coronavirus thing weren't going on, still COVID boparuski, I think the debate should still be had like, hey, so what the hell's going on with the schools? And I'm going to tell you a couple different things after I tell you some key stories about teachers that left lasting impressions upon me. Okay. And we'd be lucky if we had teachers like this. I say, send your kids back to school ASAP. Debate over. If they get the coronavirus, pray for them, hope they're fine, but you send them back if teachers were still this good. Okay. So I had a couple teachers over my academic career that stuck with me. And I think I stuck with a lot of my teachers as well, because I was a bit of a pain in the ass where I would stand up and be like, hey, cite your sources, jackass. And most teachers don't like that kind of pushback, especially when it's punctuated with something like jackass. But teachers need to be challenged. That makes for a strong academic environment. Teachers. They don't make them like they used to. There are a lot of people who got B minuses for their entire academic careers. And those B minus Bobbies couldn't get jobs. So they decided they'd become teachers. And some idiot friend of theirs was like, Bobby, you're so chill. You know, I wish I had a chill teacher like you back in the day. And then Bobby's like, oh, you're right, brah. And then he uh, somehow gets into some 
who gives a fuck university gets credentialed and then goes and teaches at a random middle school for two years. And after that, he is tenured for whatever reason and is now unfireable. And that doesn't really lend well to holding Bobby to a standard of job performance and accountability. If he just can't be fired. Yeah, you know, a lot of teachers like that. We had them back 20, 30 years ago. We had those as well. The teachers who would just sit back, eat a bag of chips and really phone it in. It wasn't as common as it is now, but I think you've got some freeloaders who just didn't have a whole lot of other options. These are the people that we have entrusted with the duty of honing the minds of our future business people, statesmen, scientists, all of these pretty important positions. Yeah, you've got a B-minus Bobby running the show. And then what happens? You got a couple generations of B-minus Bobbies, right? You trace it back to like the 1970s, 1980s. You got a B-minus Bobby. He becomes a teacher. Then a B-minus Bobby in B-minus Bobby teacher's class. He's like, maybe I'm going to become a teacher. The question is, can a B-minus student coach up? Can they really teach to a sharp student? Or are the sharp students going to get kind of cheated because their teacher is a dumbass? That's a big question. And the answer to that is, yes, those students, we are failing them. They are not failing. We are failing them. So that's one trend in education, right? Where you've got these dummy teachers who just, it's a lot like the economics of Derek, one of the earlier Darby Cast episodes where you get some dum-dum who doesn't really know where they're going in life. And they're like, what if I just got, what if I just got another degree? And it's like, oh boy. Yeah. So you got a bunch of morons running around with degrees and we've got a lot of them in the public education system. And boy, is that a disaster. And this is a fairly expansive topic. We can go into a lot of ins and outs of it, but I'm going to try to keep it relatively contained today. Okay. So they don't make teachers like they used to. What else do you have more so now than ever? Bureaucrats who love the red tape. They are entrenched in their positions for one reason and one reason only. And that is to give congratulatory handjobbing sessions to one another about their great ideas and to collect checks based on ushering ill-equipped students through their school system. Why? Because if they have too many kids not showing up or too many kids flunking out, then the school doesn't get as much funding. Public schools don't get as much funding. And then we don't have as much money for administrators. So administrators are incentivized to push students through, right? So you got these crap teachers who aren't teaching these kids much. So of course the kids are dummies. Then you got the administrators being like, well, get them get them going, just get them to the next grade. So the level of education just by those two standards alone, really depreciating. It's a bad time. I could go into a lot of different angles on this one. I just want to tell you about some key teachers that I had when I was a youth, because I had some amazing teachers. They stuck with me. And now I think you just have teachers that are really forgettable and that makes for some really forgettable students. You know what I mean? If nobody takes an interest in a student's development, 
that kid's going to be a piece of garbage. I'm not going to lie. But most kids can't even pay attention these days. But let me just start off by telling you about my sixth grade history teacher, Mr. Cord. What a great guy. Not that great of a teacher, but great guy. He was known for a couple of key things. These things stuck with me. Mr. Cords gave a grade that most people have never heard of. It is the A++. If you put exemplary work out there, he lets you know about it. Publicly, in front of the entire class. He also did the same with dog shit work. So, let me give you a nice little story. We had written some papers about ancient Mesopotamia. That was a big part of world history, is focusing on ancient Mesopotamia. The kids sitting to my right, when papers were being passed back out, Mr. Cords used to do this thing where he would announce kids' grades to the whole class. And low-key, pretty baller move. Pretty solid move. I really respect academically and intellectually shaming children because you got to do something like that, at least with the boys. Boys respond better to a challenge. Gals respond better to cooperation. So when Mr. Cords looked at the kid to my right, his name was Roger, and he said, Roger, B minus. And the whole class is just looking at Roger and he's just writhing in pain psychologically. And I'm like, wear it, Roger. You blew it, bro. Crap paper. You blew it. And then Mr. Cords turns to me and he says, hey, A plus plus. And then he dramatically turned and stared down Roger. And I was like, eat shit, Roger. Hopefully you rise to the occasion next time and you don't put crap work out there. That was a teacher. Okay. Somebody who had no problem challenging his students and saying, I don't give a rip because he didn't swear. He said, I don't give a rip about what anybody says. I'm here to educate and shame stupid kids because somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take a dummy aside and not celebrate them. Boy, is that a trend in education? Be like, come here, Harvey. Now, remember, buddy, your sentences need subjects and verbs. But we still love you. Here's a sticker. And that's happening now in like 11th grade. I don't think we're doing Harvey any favors. We really aren't. Harvey needs to grow the heck up. Harvey needs a kick in the pants from a key teacher like Mr. Cords and be like, Harvey, your mind is garbage. Just take your backpack and sub yourself out of the game. Go home. You don't belong here. And Harvey either rises to the occasion or he just says, all right, maybe I should drop out. And I love that. I love that. Put those kids' feet to the fire. Shame them. Another thing that I remember Mr. Cords for, he had this eyeball trick. And you're saying, whoa. And I'm saying, yeah. Whenever a kid coughed or sneezed in class, Mr. Cords pulled the eyeball trick. What's that? He shut his eyes. The old eyeball trick. He shut his eyes and he never got sick. Mr. Cords, he would be fine during this coronavirus thing. In fact, he would be 
highly vocal about send the kids back to me. I've got kids named Roger to humiliate in front of a class. Don't tell me about any coronavirus. Wear a mask? I've got the eyeball trick and I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. Right? What a great teacher. And you think I'm kidding? I'm absolutely not. I respect everything that this dude did. Another great teacher I had. Also middle school. Mr. S, the old science teacher. And you know what? He played by his own rules. He went off script every day. School mandated curriculum? Yeah, right. State-sanctioned lesson plan? No thanks. Not in Mr. S's class. He started every class in the fall. He spent 15 minutes tracking hurricanes and teaching us how to track hurricanes and had us rooting for a tropical storm to kick it up a notch, to go hard. We had category fours where we had like a side betting ring and be like, I bet you it goes category five. I bet you that goes cat five. That is education. Okay. It's getting kids lit up on science. Mr. S did it. Unorthodox, unconventional, effective. He used to cock his head to the side when looking at a hurricane. And you go, oh, that's pretty interesting. And you're saying, why did you talk like that? And I say, that is literally exactly how his voice sounded. And you're thinking to yourself right now, boy, that sounds like a nightmare for his wife at home. And I say, yes, yes, that is probably true. I didn't think about that until just now. But I was worried about what's going on in the classroom. His personal life is his personal life. Well, let's talk more about what was going on in Mr. S's classroom, because this is not going on in classrooms around the country now, because you got to stick to this bogus modular learning crap. You do. You are mandated. If you go off script like Mr. S used to, boy, are you in trouble. Yeah, the common core police show up at your door and pop two in your chest. And you're done. At least that's what I've heard. But yeah, let's talk about more of what Mr. S used to pull off. Bunsen burners? Yeah, seventh grade, Bunsen burners. I don't know if kids even use Bunsen burners anymore because you probably had some uppity loser mom who was like, that's not safe. And it's like, get out. Get the hell out of here right now. Bunsen burners for life. Okay. Every time. Mr. S would go in the back room to turn on the master valve. He had a catchphrase. He said, the gas is on. Aruga. And we thought that may have been a one-time deal that he would drop that amazing call. No, he did that every time for the entire school year. What a gift. Teachers don't have that kind of personality now. They're just in there. They're just phoning it in. Mr. S was an educator. He filled up a five-gallon jug, an arrowhead jug, almost to the brim with water. And he said, what do you think is going to happen if I throw these uh, cubes of sodium chloride in there? I was like, yeah, it's probably going <clears> to <throat> turn to salt water. He's like, exactly correct. And I'm like, okay, what's, uh, what's really going on? And he's like, but what if I put this cube of sodium in there? And... If you're listening to this right now, you're still probably not getting over his voice, but imagine the treat of hearing that every single day. 
in your science class. He took a cube of sodium, pure sodium, and threw it in water. And some of the scientists listening to this right now, they're like, what? How was that allowed? And some of you are like, how was what allowed? That creates a fiery explosion. If you throw sodium into water, pure sodium, that creates an explosion. And he was doing this in front of 11-year-olds, Mr. S. And I respect that. And I think half the class was like wearing safety goggles. So it played. It played. But if this was the kind of heat that you were sending your kids back to, I think that's a no-brainer. But that's just not going down. Yeah. If you sent your kid to Mr. S's class, and if there were a reason to believe that that child had coronavirus, he would just put the Bunsen burner in that kid's face right in front of his mouth and be like, breathe in and out a couple of times. We're going to cook that thing right out. We're going to cook it out. What a pro, right? Let's talk about my other amazing teachers that I had over my academic career. And you're saying, you had odd teachers. And I say, yes, but they were pros. They weren't just phoning it in. They stepped up. I think it's hard to be a teacher in today's day and age because you are trying to work in such a rigid framework. Kids can't pay attention to save their lives, right? They all got their cell phones and they're sending nudie pics to one another during class and the girls are engaging in rampant cyberbullying. And for those of you who have heard the term cyberbullying but haven't really looked into it, let me tell you a little something that bullying is way worse than when we were in school. And it is now coming from the girls. They are, boy, do they fight differently than guys. Guys, if they get in a fight, they'll punch each other in the face and that'll be the end of it. They'll just be like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. But girls, zero rules of engagement and total war scorched earth. There is no honor in how a lot of these young females are fighting. Get some young gal showing up to school and she's excited and she's ready to learn, even though she's probably dealing with a B minus Bobby for a teacher. But, you know, maybe some of the girls in the class decide, hey, I don't like the color of um, your shirt. So they exact their punishment on this girl by photoshopping dicks in her mouth and then sending the photo to her parents. That is cyberbullying. Okay. And you're saying, I don't know if that's really bullying. That sounds more like emotional terrorism. And I say that's pretty much accurate. Things have changed since many of us were in school. School was difficult enough when you're trying to figure yourself out and be like, who am I? What does it all mean? Why am I getting so many A++? And why is Roger struggling so much? I mean, those are the kind of conversations that you're having with yourself back in middle school, high school. That's got to be even worse because the girls are probably even better at Photoshop and they're not just doing photos. They're probably making deep fake videos and weird gifs of their enemies, their rivals doing very degrading sex acts. I'm just like, this is insane. And they don't let up. It's relentless. Again, Boys will punch each other in the face and be like, hey, fuck you. Don't come around me. And that's it. But now, boys are having to learn how to fight in 
the psychological warfare arena, and we're seeing how devastating this is turning out. Yeah, it's a weird game. I could go off on to talking about what it's like being a young idealistic teacher, but maybe I save that for another day. I'm just talking about my own experience because I had some rad teachers. Ms. Hawkins, she really lit it up. We interpreted songs in her class. She was an English teacher in 10th grade. Listen, let me tell you about half the class brought in the same song, Numb by Linkin Park. A lot of kids, I guess, were like kind of struggling behind the scenes. Even back then, it was kind of a cry for help when half the class puts on the song Numb as everybody gets their turn of playing the song. And after about the 10th kid who did that, you'd think that the teacher would be like, we can, okay. Who else did Numb? Oh, um, way more of you. I think we've heard it enough. But no, we listened to the song Numb about 15 times in, uh, over the course of a couple of days. I respect that. I respect that. Teachers used to be able to have a little bit of freedom to disco, which I really liked. My physics teacher in high school, for the first 10 minutes of class, he would put on action movies and then tell us, okay, so what was wrong with that physics-wise? That was definitely not part of the California standards preparing us for anything. But that's why you show up, okay? It's a challenge. Don't get me wrong. As an educator, if you're some B minus Bobby, there's no hope for you. Just kind of, I don't know, get out of there. But like a young idealistic teacher, you're looking at a tough battle. You're competing for your students' attention when they have their little entertainment box with them, their phone, at all times. You're competing with that now. I'm not going to lie. That would have made learning a lot more challenging for me when I was in school. If I had the ability to receive pictures of boobs all the time, that would have ruined my already pretty poor attention span. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know what you do as a teacher in today's day and age. Most of these B minus Bobbies, boy, can they just not control a classroom. B minus Barbara's, B minus Bobbies, they just cannot control a classroom. So what do they do? If the kid's acting out, send them to the principal's office, get that kid a prescription for meth. If you're a parent and you give pushback on that, you're like, I don't think I want my child consistently taking meth. And then the principal's like, it's the right thing to do. Take the pills now. What, are, what is going on in education? You say, where are you going with this? I'm saying, I enjoyed going to school. I don't think a lot of kids enjoy going to school. We don't have intellectual curiosity for the most part in our society. We've got a serious set of issues on our hands. But economically, if kids aren't learning a whole lot, if they're not excited to go to school at all, if we don't have great teachers who can really go off script and do things how they want to do things, I love that. I love it. That's what we need. We need more wily jackass teachers who aren't going to bore you to death with let's learn these modules. And Common Core, what a disaster that is. What a low bar that is. If you are a remotely advanced student and you have to slow your pace down to match the morons of your 47-person classroom, boy, are you not getting anything done. You take 47 kids 
And if you have to teach to the dumbest kid in the class, you know who that hurts the most? The kids who can actually do stuff. And you know what teachers in the past used to do? Like pros, they used to ignore the stupid kids and just be like, whatever. And that was the right thing to do. I'm going to be honest with you. You teach the cool kids who have a future. You say, you seem smart. You ask good questions. Would you like to use a larger Bunsen burner? I want to foster your ability to be a pro. But now teachers are required to teach to the idiot kids and everybody's got to slow down. Everybody's got to slow down. There aren't multiple education tracks. I'm going to be honest with you. There are far more dumb kids in our country than there are sharp kids. But the sharp kids, they get completely hamstrung, don't they? They just get hamstrung. It's a mess. It's a mess. So what happens when you clip the wings of the most beautiful birds? Yeah, the economy. It struggles. If we don't have these imaginative innovators, if they have their spirits crushed by not having an education that is led by people who are in it for all the right reasons, I want to financially incentivize amazing teachers to get in the classroom. I think we should be paying our teachers well and phasing out our crappy teachers. That's a novel idea, isn't it? I think we should fire about 90% of school administrators. You know, the ones who are just saying like, we need more tablets in the classroom. We need to throw more money into this. We need to get rid of those people and use their salaries to pay for better teachers. And then let those teachers have a little free reign to do what they do. A real educator, they've got their own creative ideas of how they're going to develop their students, how they're going to mold these students. Great teachers make for great students, and great students need great teachers. And I don't want some B minus slave to orthodoxy to teach a kid. And of course, that's why going back to school is like a, I don't know, for a lot of kids and parents, they're like, I don't even care about going back. If you're a kid, if you're a guy, you're like, they're just going to tell me I'm a piece of garbage and then, and then prescribe me meth. And if you're a girl, you're like, well, I'm just going to get dicks photoshopped in my mouth. Why do I want to go back? And if you're a teacher who actually wants to teach, you're just going to get your spirit crushed by Common Core Education Curricula Guide. And you have no creative freedom to tell kids named Roger, Roger, you're a moron. You blew it on that essay. You know what Roger's doing now? Roger is, and if you're somehow hearing this, Roger, I'm so proud of you because Roger is now a doctor. And do you think he would have been a doctor had he not been publicly shamed in front of his peers? For putting out really sloppy work? No chance. No chance. Yeah, educational reform, it's actually not as hard as you think it is. It's give teachers creative freedom, let the fast kids learn as fast as they want, fire a bunch of administrators, and financially incentivize people to be teachers. That's it. It's actually pretty straightforward. People act like, oh, what do we do? We got all these issues. And all they want to do is throw more money at the problem. It's like, that's ah, really not how we fix things. Dumb, dumb. We fix things by bringing wacky characters 
with novel lesson plans right back to school. Then, coronavirus or no coronavirus, kids are chomping at the bit. They're like, I want to go back to school. Let me back in. I've got to learn stuff. I enjoy learning. But do you know why the kids who are ripping up the cities all over the country, do you know why they're ripping up the cities? Two reasons. Some of them, incredibly huge dumbasses. And then others, they just weren't lit up. Their minds weren't lit up. There's no hope for those kids who are just absolutely dumb as a rock. I'm sorry. Listen, that's too bad. It's fine, I guess. But the kids, the sharp kids, I'm sorry. We failed you with Common Core education. You needed a Mr. S to show you explosions. You needed Mr. S to teach you how to root for Mother Nature and say, I want that hurricane to get gnarlier. If kids had that, different world out there. Economic future, much brighter. But we don't have that right now. So let's get the kids back in school. But when we put them back in school, let's give them something to be excited about. Because this modular learning crap, getting kids hooked on meth, and then destroying female psyches as their unhinged peers are allowed to tyrannically Photoshop very lewd imagery together and then send it to parents. I don't think that's chill. It's just not. But yeah, that's DarbyCast. Economics Wednesday. Friday, Illuminati Mike is back. Oh boy, are you thrilled. We'll see you then.